What up, world? It's your past first point guard. Trailblazers reporter Mike Richmond, you are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Blazers your first listen every single day. Why don't you make your second listen? Locked on NBA Big Board because it's draft season. And as the Blazers prepare for the draft, they are rounding out their front office. We got some news from Blazers land. Uh, It was reported earlier this week by Jason Quick that the Blazers had let go. Longtime assistant GM, Billy Branch. Bill Branch. (laughs) Sorry for the the familiarity there, Billy. Uh, Bill Branch let go after a decade with the team. And the Blazers have now, not officially, but they have reportedly replaced that position, hiring Mike Schmitz of ESPN to be the team's new assistant general manager, according to a report from ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. You think he had to go far to get that report? Either Cronin told him or he was working alongside Mike and learned. Um, in any case, uh, with joking about sources aside, uh, the Blazers haven't announced the hire, but it's by the time you listen to this, it, they very well may have. So you might be asking, so who is Mike Schmitz? Dude who's been working at ESPN since 2007. He's 32 years old, a graduate of the University of Arizona in 2012. And Schmitz is kind of, uh, he's worked with Jonathan Gavoni, who's, they came up together running draftexpress.com, like the premier draft website that, that you know, was sort of the, the an, an, an original, like, ultimate draft source that then became, you know, a pay service that teams would use as a scouting service. They were hired together to work at Yahoo's The Vertical when uh, Adrian Wojnarowski was still there. And then they eventually migrated with Woj to ESPN. And Schmitz has been uh, at ESPN since 2007. He is sort of the international specialist. Not that Gavoni is not an international specialist and they've obviously worked together, but Schmitz is kind of, uh, the thing that he was like really doing early on in his ESPN tenure was like being the the expert on international prospects although he does all of their scouting stuff now you've seen him on ESPN uh, all week or all last week long if you watch the any of the combine coverage he was doing the television like interviews with guys and taking uh, prospects aside and said, hey, let's watch some film together. And they would watch like a couple nice plays that whatever future first rounder had uh, put together and say, hey, okay, here's, you know, take us, take me through what you're seeing. And, um, and, and Schmitz would kind of break it down. Like he's, he's become sort of um, the, he's become the face, the on-air guy uh, of, of, ESPN's scouting arm, uh, where Jonathan Gavone, Jonathan Gavoni does not really get on TV particularly often. Schmitz is the guy; he's he's the one you see. Uh, so, who is like a little bit more on who is this fellow? Where did he come from? Uh, graduate of University of Arizona in, in uh, 2012, he was. Uh, uh, blogging at valleyofthesuns.com. Uh, I went and looked up some of his archives that you can find. Uh, and he's, you know, he was a big draft guy, like even back then, specialized in sort of video scouting and prospect stuff. And then from valleyofthesuns.com, he was hired to be an assist or, a, excuse me, a video coordinator with the Bakersfield Jam in the G League. That's directly out of college. He's like, you know, a, for a long time, the, a really you know, well-known sort of blogger, prospect, analyst type. I don't mean blogger in a diminutive way by any means. As someone who was once a blogger, like it just, um, it was a decade ago. It was different. It was a different thing. Like he was an, a writer on the internet, a draft analyst on the internet, hired by a G League team to be a video coordinator and was like kind of just like all of a sudden in the amateur basketball world and has been there ever since. Uh, ESPN, when they hired Schmitz and, you know, pro- 
extended him, they gave him a multi-year contract as they as they do. They release press releases when they, you know, when when talent is continue on-air talent specifically, not for behind the scenes people off very often. But when on-air talent is extended, ESPN's uh, PR wing will put out press releases. And in the in a press release when Schmitz was recently extended or recently signed signed another contract to remain with the four-letter network, they touted him as someone who spends two to three months on the road traveling internationally every year, going to Europe, going to Africa and going to Australia to find the best international prospects, watching, you know, U16 to U20, getting his eyeballs on as many of the of the basketball players uh, approaching NBA draft age as anyone that there is in the world. Um, you know, obviously there's like behind the scenes scout stuff, but in terms of a public facing figure, Schmitz is on the road traveling and, and doing the doing the on the ground work of scouting prospects as much as like anyone you will see on in a, in a public facing role, as much as anyone you will see on television. Schmitz is, is, is there boots on the ground and doing it. And to be what he is at age 32 and now getting hired by the Blazers, you can tell that he is well, well regarded, well thought of. Uh, absolutely. Uh, just like to be clear, an assistant GM typically in the past are scouting types, like they're scouts. Uh, the Blazers have had in, in the time I've been around the team, they've had, you know, had two and Steve Rosenberry, who was, uh, worked for the, worked for the Olshay era Blazers and was let go by the team in January. Uh, he was basically just a scout. Like that, that was his role. So Schmitz will probably continue to be that, a, a scout for this team. Uh, according to Wojnarowski's reporting, uh, Schmitz is going to stay with ESPN through the draft. He won't join the Blazers until after the draft. He'll be, you know, he'll still be a TV guy. I'm, I'm sure he'll work draft night. He has in, in past years. Like, he'll, he'll, the tall dude with a buzz cut, the tall dude with short hair. You'll see him on there. Uh, like, he's... He'll work draft night and then join the team following the June draft. Uh, if the Blazers make a selection in that draft, it will be fascinating uh, to see what he he'll, he says about it. I mean, he's not gonna he's gonna like every pick in the top ten, right? Like the, the particularly television coverage is is very positive, but it will be interesting. You know, moving into the role, it'll be even more interesting if the if though if the Blazers make a trade, they trade away that seventh pick, and it's like. He has to talk about a valuable rookie that his team he's about to play for went and traded away. Uh, this this hire is, you know, it's hard to know exactly kind of uh, how this all, stuff all works and how translating like someone who's like a well-respected NBA scout guy, like prospect scouting person, NBA draft analyst who's been so for 10 years and, and a pretty relatively public facing role for a decade. Uh, like it's hard to figure out exactly how that translates, but it's easier than assistant coaching where there, I think it's like more of a amorphous role. If he's been pretty good at scouting prospects publicly, he can be pretty good at scouting pro prospects privately. And he's already plugged into the world. Um, he doesn't, if it, his job is scouting, like mainly scouting, He's done a lot of that already. Like he's 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 been doing the job. But really what this says is that Cronin is crafting his staff the way he wants it to be. And after some reporting this week about, you know, firings within the organization or, or and then some, you know, kind of the Blazers changing around uh, the makeup of what the organization's behind the scenes staffers look like, it's pretty clear that Cronin is crafting this in his image the way that a full-time GM, the way that the the 
Wilkerson sitting in the biggest chair absolutely would. And I want to talk a little about that in the second segment. But before we do that, I want to tell you about True Bill. Look, companies make it hard to cancel subscriptions. That's what they do. They do it on purpose. It's a scam to take your money. They let your free trial renew so they can take your cash. And True Bill is here to help you stop those subscriptions. So make it easy for you to do so. Listen, if you sign up for Truebill, on average, people are saving $720 a year. But uh, it's it's so easy to, it's, you could save that money because it's so easy to use. You can save, you can cancel your subscriptions in one click. That's what I'm trying to say. Cancel your subscriptions in one click. And if it's more than one click, you're paying for a service. So a Truebill concierge will do the clicking for you. It's either one click or no clicks. I've used Truebill in about 15 minutes. I got my eyeballs on all of my digital subscriptions. I could... I could see what I had right there in front of me, decide what I wanted to keep, decide what I wanted to get rid of, find out what sort of my monthly budget was for all my digital subscriptions, and then move on from there. It was super easy. So don't get caught up in the subscription scams. Start canceling today. Go to Truebill.com slash locked on. That is Truebill.com slash locked on. Go right now. Truebill.com slash locked on. It could save you thousands. All right. So the Blaze got in a new assistant GM, and it comes on the heels of some reporting from friend of the program, my friend of yours, truly my friend, maybe not yours, uh, veteran reporter Jason Quick of The Athletic reported earlier this week that the Blazers had fired, uh, sort of quietly fired assistant GM Bill Branch. And then this comes on the heels of the Blazers since December when Joe Cronin took over, have fired a whole, a whole bunch of folks. Uh, their vice president of communications, uh, another person this week who was the uh, director of operations for the Rose Quarter stuff. So two people that kind of work outside of the basketball decisions, but also uh, a video coordinator, director of basketball operations uh, type role. It was also, was also dismissed. And now both assistant GN, GMs in January after the, after Cronin made his first hire, the true indicator that this was absolutely Cronin's job and wasn't going anywhere. He made a hire of Andre Patterson from the Cleveland Cavaliers and shortly thereafter fired Steve, uh, Steve Rosenberry, a longtime GM for the Blazers, and then this week, or assistant GM for the Blazers, and then, and then this week, you know, fired Billy Branch and then filled that role with Mike Schmitz. This is, um, you know, I think, I don't want to put words in Quick's mouth, like, but like the, the, you know, Quick reported this on Twitter and it seemed like people were reading like, oh, the Blazers are up in flames, you know, like look at the mess that this team is firing all these people. And I think that the more generous, like certainly one, that is one read, but the, the like the more um, straightforward read was that like another dude is in charge. Joe Cronin is officially in charge and he's making the moves like he's he previously worked under these people and next to these people in various roles. He's been with the Blazers for, you know, 16 years in various capacities. He was given the interim job in December, started making moves. They gave him higher fire power. He hired and fired folks. They removed the interim tag. He's making, he is crafting this team the way he wants it to be crafted. And with Patterson and Al Schmitz and, and uh, you know, and, and, and the staff that he's putting together or has put together to date, like this is, this is what you would expect an, an NBA executive to do is this is why, you know, often you, you, you say like you want to hire a GM before you hire the coach, because they're going to want to install their own people um, with, you know, Chauncey Bill was under contract for three more years. I don't think that that's going to happen. Um, and it, certainly not under, under this ownership group, but like for folks who are on shorter term contracts and making less money, there is, Cronin had carte blanche to to make the decisions he made, right? Like to 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 
craft this thing the way he wanted it to be crafted and to hire the folks he wanted to hire and to build a staff under him. This is the job of the lead executive of an NBA team. Um, you know, I think there's like a less generous read that suggests that the Blazers are firing people because they're going to be sold and certainly they're going to be sold. I think that's a when not if type of thing. And there's been some reporting this week from John Canzano that it's, you know, it's heating up. There's some, there's some people to, to keep it billionaires to keep an eye out on because the Blazers are going to be sold. But the, the, the sort of read of the actual basketball decision makers, like I, the people, it's hard for me because I, I don't really know the business side of the organization particularly well, but like the basketball, the basketball decision makers getting shuffled around and fired is just kind of one, the churn of the NBA and two, the sign of a new person being in the biggest chair. The question though is not like, is Mike Schmitz qualified, right? Like he seems he seems to be perfectly qualified. He's done this out in public right in front of us for 10 years in a way that guys who are like lifers in the NBA or someone like Andre Patterson, it's not 100% clear what, um, you know, he's worked in NBA front offices, obviously qualified, but it's like, what has he done? You don't see it right out in front of you. With Schmitz, you see it right out in front of you. It's like easy to see. But the question isn't like, did he hire the right, the right person? We don't know that now. The way we learn that is what happens this summer. The Blazers are heading into the, an incredibly important summer for them. A summer that will define the next era of the franchise. And instead of spending, you know, a late May day deciding whether we think that Andrew Patterson and Mike Schmitz are good assistant GMs and whether Joe Cronin has, like, you know, put a staff together, I just say, wait. I just say, wait. Cause we'll find out. We don't need. We don't need to say. I don't need to put a stamp on it. Like I said, like Schmitz is like he's done it right in front of us. I, I've been a. I read Draft Express when I was in, you know, in college, and then as like a, you know, a young twenty something. I'm in my middle thirties now, and it's still a product I use. Like I'm. I'm like, I've been reading this dude's work forever since as long as certainly before I bought this microphone. Um, and like, I've seen it right in front of me. But the step for the Blazers isn't like hire someone qualified and who's good at it. The step for Blazers is craft a darn good basketball team. They got to get the draft right. They got to get free agency right. They got to make trades to make this team better. And the way that you will judge front office hires is not the optics of what changed from December to May and not the optics of, you know, hiring a, like a, a, giving a young guy his first shot straight out of, like from the media side, from to, to the basketball side, to the team operations side. The judgment comes in August and December and February, right? Like the judgment comes from the roster they build. So while I think the Blazers have had some missteps to 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 this point, quite frankly, like I think the teardown of the roster looked not sloppy, but like it hasn't, they haven't, they don't have talent on the roster right now. From here to to when Schmitz takes over post-draft and then when they build this summer, that will be the judgment of the front office. That will be the time that we figure out whether this works, whether this all, whether, you know, someone, whether Joe Cronin in his first year as GM is is heading, having this thing head in the right direction. Because to date, what they've done is reorganize stuff and strip the roster down. They've taken something like steps one and one and a half. They've got, you know, what, 15 more steps to get to be a really competitive roster. And now they sort of have the staff there to take steps two through 15. So, I, like, like I said, 
I can't really pass judgment on the hire itself or the process of what it's taken for the Blazers to sort of restructure this organization under Cronin. All of that seems pretty normal, and the hire seems totally reasonable. But the judgment will come in whatever the heck they end up doing next. All right, to close the show, let's have a little bit of fun. Antonio Daniels, former Trailblazers guard and a current analyst for the New Orleans Pelicans broadcast over there on Bally Sports. Sports in Louisiana is going to join the program. We're going to talk about the future of the Blazers, the Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons pairing, and what's next for this team. So join me in the third segment. Before we do that, let me tell you about rockauto.com, the family business specializing in helping do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, two decades of experience of saving you time and saving you real money. If you go to a chain auto parts store or the dealership, you're going to pay 20 30, 50, sometimes 100% more for the exact same parts that you could just go to rockauto.com and get for yourself. You can go right now, search their website. They got parts for every make and model. They do not have the struggles of a brick and mortar store. They've got a massive inventory on a website that has been been an internet company since its inception. So go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or truck. And while you're there, write locked on in their how did you hear about us box. That way they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Still a pass first point guard, still Mike Richmond. You are still listening to Locked on Blazers. I'm going to play you my conversation with Antonio Daniels, a former Trailblazers guard and currently the, an analyst for the New Orleans uh, Pelicans broadcast, talking about the future of this team. It's a lot of fun. Here it is. Joining me now, a host of Sirius XM's NBA Radio and a broadcast analyst. You've heard him on the Pelicans feed over there with Joel Myers. None other than Antonio Daniels. How you doing? I'm good, brother. How you doing, Mike? Oh, I'm living the dream, living the dream. Uh, I want to ask you just kind of the state of the Blazers stuff. I mean, we're in, we're in my world, we are deep into the draft world, but let's, let's, let's look a little, right. let's get a little more macro with you on here. How far away do you think the Blazers are from being like mm. a, in the mix type of team? I don't mean like championship level. I mean like avoiding the play in type of in the mix team. You mean like a playoff play in team? Yeah. Something like five, six in the West. Um, well, realistically, if you say five or six to me, that's equivalent to saying seven or eight to me, which is equivalent to saying nine or 10 to me. Right, right, right. There's not really that much of a difference between six and 10, so to speak. Um, And honestly, I I think what is keeping Portland from that particular um, threshold is health. Yeah. Strictly, it's health. If you have Damian Lillard, you have a chance. If you have Damian Lillard, you have a chance. He's that good. Um, with Yusef Nurkic, and I, I, you won't find a bigger fan of Josh Hart than me. There you go. You will not. Um, but a, a lot of what Portland needs is the development of their young talent. Sure. And you can say that about a lot of teams in this league, though. When you look at when teams make that jump, right, it's because their young players make that jump. And I love using the Boston Celtics as an example. The Boston Celtics now, they are a game away from the NBA Finals. You know why? Because Jason Tatum made a jump. Jalen Brown made a jump. Grant Williams made a jump. Robert Williams made a jump. You know what I mean? Their young talent made a jump. So 
individually, when you make that young jump, you collectively make a jump as a team. So when you look at guys like Anthony Simons, yeah. you know, when you look at those kind of guys and how does their skill set blend with Yusef Nurkic and Josh Hart and Damian Lillard, he's going to have to be different. When he becomes different, that team will start to be a little different. And it's sure. a lot of pressure to put on a young player like that. But he has that talent. So to yeah, me, I, mean, I don't think they're far off. I really don't think they're far off. They just have to develop some of that young youth that they have. Yeah, there's so many. The West is just a buzzsaw, right? Like the, the yes. it's, there's, it's, it's, you could be pretty darn good and end up 10th and have to win two right. playing games. You know, um, it's, it's particularly if either of the LA teams gets right, like um, it, there's just, you're going to add a lot of, a lot of talent to the mix. Uh, obviously the Blazers kind of pivoted, right? They made a big pivot. They made this trade with New Orleans, uh, sending Chris, old Christian James to the Bayou. Um, <laughs> they're banking on Anthony Simons being really good. What is your perception mm-hmm. of him? You know what? You know, Mike, it's really hard to tell. You know why? Because when I, I view this differently, because I think it's different to view a player when there's no pressure. You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. a lot of times what you see at the end of the season, the last 20 games of the season, when teams know they're not making a playoff run, that's a lot of times when you see guys get their career high. You know what I mean? You see guys sure. go for 40 and guys go, because basically you're playing without consequence. Yeah. It's a completely different game when you are playing with consequence. It's a completely different game when you're playing for something. I'll tell you this, the talent is there, the speed is there, you know, um, the athleticism is there, dunk contest winner. So all of the pieces are there. I just want to see how that comes together with some of the talent that we were referencing earlier. Yeah, we we haven't seen him play much with Damian Lillard. And I think that's a question, right? When he took off- when he took off, Dame wasn't healthy. He played okay next to CJ, but it's not the same animal. Dame is right. a different thing. Like Dame is, and he's going to run the show in a way that others don't. Um, so I think I, I, I share, I share kind of your curiosity, right? It's like, we know he's talented enough, but the putting it together with this group is I think a question mark. This league is all about opportunity. Yep. There are a lot of guys in this league that are incredibly talented, but have not got the right opportunity to showcase their talents. And you are 100% right, Mike, because when Anthony Simons had an opportunity to play next to C.J. McCollum, that's different than playing next to Damian Lillard. The blueprint of today's NBA is you have your star, you have your Batman, you have your Robin, and then you surround your Batman and Robin with guys whose skill set complement theirs. What we haven't seen yet is how does Anthony Simons' skill set complement that of Damian Lillard? And Obviously, the Portland Trailblazers have a lot of confidence in that because, like you said, C.J. McCollum now is in New Orleans. The reason C.J. McCollum is in New Orleans is because of the confidence that they have in Anthony Simons to fill that role. Yeah, I mean, they've they've bet a lot on him being really good, and he took off. Um, I just don't think we have... We don't know yet. I think we're. I think the jury's still out on what that looks like for them to jump up in there. Uh, Before I let you get out of here, Antonio. Uh Uh-huh. You spent some time in this city, in Portland, where I am right now. You spent the 2002-2003 season without telling us 
because you got stories. You have stories. That's a, that's a, that's you, like a, Mike, you have no idea. Oh, I wish I, I knew, man. AD, I wish I knew. That's 30 for 30. <laughs> this is a 30 for 30. <laughs> okay. So if, if folks don't know, this is, this is Pippin and, uh, and Kintel Woods and uh, Ruben Patterson and, and Stoudemire. Stoudemire. Wallace, yeah. Uh, Bonzi Wells, Jeff McInnes, Young Zach Randolph. Dale Davis, Zach Randolph, you can go down the list. Derek Anderson, yeah. Charles Smith, who came over from San Antonio with me. You can go yeah. down an incredibly, incredibly talented basketball team. What went Incredibly. Wrong? Talent without chemistry is just talent. And one thing I say all the time on, on our Sirius XM radio show is, Coaching talent is hard. Yeah. It's hard. What people automatically assume, I don't know how many times I've been in a barbershop and I've been talking to guys and they're like, oh, well, you know what? If I was Phil Jackson, give me Kobe and Shaq. Give me Michael, Scotty, and, and Dennis Rodman. I would have all them championships too. Like, no, you wouldn't. Because coaching talent is hard. You have to find a way to get all of that talent that you have on the same page. Get everybody on the same wavelength wavelength it's one thing to have the talent it's another thing to get the most out of it yeah you know and there were different times throughout the course of that season where that team felt unstoppable and there were certain times throughout the course of that season where it just never came together it just didn't come together on a consistent basis if you go and you look at the projection of some of those guys careers and what they were able to accomplish think about the situation or the conundrum that Mo Cheeks was in Zach Randolph ended up being a fantastic player. That was his rookie year, and he could barely get off the bench. Yep. Rasheed Wallace is one of the most talented players I have ever played with, ever, in my 13-year career. Yeah, he was a, so a year removed the, from being the linchpin of a championship team. Right. So think about the amount of talent that was on that team. Having the talent is one thing. Bringing the talent together for one common goal is a completely different conversation. All right. Well, I I'm ready for the 30 for 30. Like I'm ready to hear the stories about what 19 year old Zach Randolph was like. I'm ready to learn about what Kinsel was like. I want to know what those dudes were like talking to Sabas. I want to know what older Scotty Pippen was like and how much patience he had for those gentlemen, because I imagine it was not very much. Oh no, I'm not saying I'm not you ain't getting none out of me. You ain't oh, getting listen. none out of me. Oh no, hey, no, no. It was worth a shot. For the banana it, it was worth a shot. Uh AD, thanks so much. Uh, thanks so much for joining me. I re really appreciate it. For sure. Appreciate you, Mike. All right. Dear listeners, come back and join me next week. Five more shows. Locked on Blazers available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Tell your friends to do the same. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.